what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. I do the hump to hump. I do the hump to hump. <laughs> you are listening to A to Zen FM, Love Life and All Things Weird, with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. And do the hump to hump. It is Woo -woo. hump day. <laughs> Why haven't we sang that before? I don't know, because you are always the singer my darling, and you haven't mm -hmm. thought of it yet. I know. You know what that's, it's so exciting to think about all the things I haven't thought of yet. I know it. The possibilities. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, actually, the funny thing about that is, is it's like it's very much connected to our topic today, which mm. is that is play. And it's like any time... We think we've thought it all, or we know it all, or we done it all, or we, we know what all the experiences are, that are available for us. I mean, that is like it's sort of like it's the end of the game, right? It's a what? It's the end of the game. Oh, but it's the end you of know the game. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Like how much boring? It's totes really boring. boring. And that's mm -hmm. what a lot of adults think, actually. Mm -hmm. They think that they they've got it figured out and that they're you know, that they're done with exploring, that that's child's play, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember there's so I... many stiffs walking around. <laughs> and how many of those stiffs did we mimic as kids because we thought that's what it meant to, that's what it meant to grow up, mm -hmm. right? I well, remember see, being a little. Oh, go ahead, darling. I want to hear this story. I remember being a little kid. And, like, looking at all the serious adults and, like, going, okay, and, like, trying on, like, the way they sat and, like, and put their finger to their head and, and pontificate and, ooh, I'm so small, aren't I? You know, and I remember, like, mimicking that as a little kid, like, trying it on and thinking that felt pretty stiff. <laughs> and I wasn't very, I wasn't very happy about the prospects of growing up if that was my future. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't, like, I actually really wanted, I was an adult by age 12. So, mm -hmm. you know, and it was mostly out of necessity because um, I had a lot of brothers and sisters and a lot of trauma in my household. And so I really um, felt quite serious by 12. And by the time I was like 18 to 20, um, pretty much the play was completely out of me. So, you know, then I did my 20s and most of my 30s as a very, very serious, responsible, uh, controlling adult. 
and it was really, really not a lot of fun. So, um, so I actually have lived both sides, people, and I just want you to know that, like, reclaiming your play is way funner. <laughs> If it wasn't obvious, but it's not, it it is really a a thing to, you know, get curious about and to actually commit to in a way. Like it was something that I had to really lean into because I had a lot of personas. I had a lot of um, seriousness that was covering up a lot of um, uh, pain and a lot of like healing that I was really needing to do. So, um, so I'm I'm happy to really um choose play so much more and I would have to say that um you have been a really big influence on me um around play. And you know, we were talking this morning cuz I was like, you know, people say about Megan, "Oh, she's so playful. It's just who she is." You know, like I don't like my my play isn't like that or I couldn't be like that. And um, so I was really, I want you to share that story that you shared with me um, about the fact that you were actually quite a serious child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually really kind of spiritual and like thinking about whose God's God was and like, you know, and I was, my older siblings said that I would just like be very still and kind of watch the goings on in the family and I uh, was quite quiet and not very expressive um, at all. And um, a friend of mine asked my sister, gosh, you know, has she always been this playful? And my sister said, no, like she really came to that like later in her adult life. And um, it's, it is something that I have chosen and that I have cultivated and that I feel like is really, it is me and it is in me, but through my early childhood experiences, I shut it down and it's it's super interesting because when you read this the science about play, like the play is the strongest instinct in a child. Like they will play whether they're um, given any guidance. They'll play whether they have any toys. They'll play in a war zone. They'll play whether their parents are <laughs> not playful. Like and and so you gotta wonder like what is it that smacks the play instinct out of us? You know, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is is how we've defined play. Like my play is different than your play, and and it's very different than a lot of people's play that I know. Like I know some people who's like their greatest joy is to sit and play a chess game for six hours. I would mm-hmm. rather shoot myself in the head, you know, like <laughs> sit there, <laughs> you know. But that's play to them. And so mm-hmm. part of it, I think, part of where we've we've kind of gotten. Um, our wires crossed is looking outside ourselves for what play is and defining it by what other people are doing. I also think that essentially um, one of the biggest uh, processes that I went through that opened up play was when I made a commitment to feel good. And Mm. I realized when I made that commitment, how many counter commitments I had to not feel good. And the biggest counter commitment that I I saw in myself was the need to be right. And so when I was like, um, I was realizing how many times I needed to be right about it being hard. I needed to be right in an argument with my partner. I needed to be right about being 
um, that life was hard or whatever it was. And I was like, holy crap. I was shocked at how much counter energy I had to feel good. So if you have a commitment to having your life be hard and having it be struggle, you will not let play in. Because play mm-hmm. will obliterate that shit. Because when you're in play, you really realize how stupid it is to to actually be stiff and to try to be an adult. Like, you really get how limiting it is. I mean, it's so crazy how the brain works at such an optimal level when we're in in play. How we learn in play. How we, like, it's we're healthier in play. And how we, it's the highest state of being that we can actually get to on this planet is a state of play. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you have a, if you have an underlying commitment to life being hard, you probably suppress your play. You probably won't be able to find it to save your butt. Well, yeah, and I would say that play has been one of those things in history that has kind of, um, by adulthood, has, and even, you know, in childhood was really almost limited, right? You think about, like, the coal miners, you know, working 14 hours a day, or, like, my ancestors who were farmers, and, you know, they are, they work, uh, what is that saying, like, where you work your fingers to the bone? That was mm-hmm. what that was what my mom would say when I was a kid all the time. She would come in from working long, long hours, like doing, I mean, she had nine children, so she was working all the time. Um, and so she was like, I, I, I worked my fingers to the bone. And that was like the highest um, almost compliment that was happening right? Like if you worked your fingers to the bone, if you were a hard worker, if you, um, then that was what was valued. Um, and that was what was valued in our history, in my generational line, not, you know, like the goofballs, not playing, um, not having a good time, not laughing, you know, so being, you know, that was my, that was my environment. So of course I adopted that as, um, what was valuable and what's not, right? You know what's you you know what's funny, honey, is that I had that same thing, right? We grew up on a farm, and like, and the the whole value was in how much you worked. So me wanting to goof off all the time wasn't really seen as valuable, and mm-hmm. I really I really felt like a really deep sense of wrongness. And I think in a way, I had the opposite response of you. I rebelled. Mm-hmm. I was like, screw that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to have my life be about work. Like, I just mm-hmm. knew that that was not me, but it just, so I did a lot of resisting and reacting and agreeing and aligning. Like, there was this place where I was scared that they were right, that that's what life was supposed to be about. And then there was mm-hmm. another place where I was just like, no! So <laughs> everywhere that we've agreed and aligned or resisted and reacted, to what life was supposed to be. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. When well, and you... every... Go ahead. Well, I was going to do the clearing around what you have aligned and agreed with that play is mm-hmm. and what you've reacted and re- rejected and refused what play is. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And also what you've aligned and agreed that work is, 
mm-hmm. and what you've rejected and refused work is. Mm-hmm. Can we uncreate the story of that? Yes. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, I call what I do, like, with my coaching and my readings and everything that I do, I call that work. But it doesn't feel like work, like, 99% of the time. Like, it really feels like play. It really feels like creative and expansive and supportive and impactful. It feels awesome, which is kind of not what I grew up uh, believing that work was. So I think we all of the decisions, judgments, con- conclusions, and computations that we have about work and play, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Well, and I think that I set myself up to have sort of a um, conflicting um, dance with quote-unquote work because of that. Because, like, I so rebelled against work that it's like there's a place where I can, like, rebel against myself and my own business around doing things. And, like, that's a place where I can kind of open up and go, all right, like, how much fun can I have creating this copy right now? How much fun can I have, right? And so... Like, there's a way that I went so far over to play that I kind of abandoned any kind of um, structure, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that it's really, like, my edge is to learn how to play with things that I have made serious, right, like mm-hmm. in, in my, my business or, or things like that. And, I, th- I mean, we all have that place where we go serious and, like, w- what is the possibility of playing with that? And what have I defined play as that doesn't allow me to play in my business? Everything mm-hmm. that just brought up for me, I uncreate and destroy it. Right, wrong, good, <laughs> bad, pot, pot, all night, boy, shirt, <laughs> bad. I, this just show just became all about me, I've noticed. <laughs> well done. Well done, Thank you. darling. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel good about it. Yeah. I, I mean, th- w- this show is all about the and. And that's kind of what we're talking about is where you make it either or, you know, where you pendulum swing from one to the other, where it's all or nothing. So everywhere that you're playing that out with work and play, um, instead of finding the end, instead of finding that true um, place of alignment, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. And our producer's very smart today. She says, what would it be like to allow play in your work and work in your play? Mm-hmm. Everything that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Mm-hmm, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And this is something, this is a uh, a clearing that came to me earlier. And by the way, when we're saying these funky Chinese words of pot and pock and all of that, we are doing something called the clearing statement, which is a statement um, that has quant- terms from quantum physics that actually direct um, us to go to the place where these patterns were created and to release and clear them. So if you want to know more about that, you can go to thatclearingstatement.com. Um, mm-hmm. And there, it's super cool, and it's weird as shit, but it works. So this is something that I I was thinking about today. Whose definition of play are you resisting so you can be right that you have to be a responsible adult? And everything mm. that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. And whose definition of play are you agreeing and aligning with? That mm-hmm. makes you have no fun at all. 
Mm-hmm. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So it's like we're kind of like looking around. It's like, no, like I play has to look like that, and we agree with it. Or we like, well, my play's not good. I'm not ever going to be like that. I think like with your mom being kind of scattered and all over the place, right, you resisted that. There was a lot of like sort of natural energy around play in your mom, or at least that's my experience with her. But because it was so chaotic, my guess is is that you resisted resisted ener- the energy of play because it felt like you weren't going to get your needs met. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say she's a lot more playful now. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. she was a lot more um, nose to the grindstone, literally. So, um, but I would say that definitely um, when you are, when you're in massive play, you kind of have this big like dust storm of energy that feels like sometimes chaotic and it brings up that energy of my childhood of there's no structure there's no you know so it feels it does feel unsafe um sometimes for me um so yeah so that's kind of how it's related for me um and then i get to you know really lean into that feeling of um this feels chaotic and and go does it feel chaotic or does it feel exciting or liberating you know or fun or playful um, so I start to uh, kind of automatically constrict when it's actually, um, you know, when I actually, if I could just be with it, go with it, and be an allowance of it, it would actually feel really good, right? Mm-hmm. So whose definition of play are you resisting and reacting to, agreeing and aligning with that don't allow you to just be you? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that brings up a lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And that's, I have a lot of people that come up to me and tell me that actually they're intimidated by how playful I am. Mm-hmm. And that they use me because everybody calls me playful. So they use me as the measuring stick of what play looks like. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of a weird thing too, right? It's like, well, what's your way? Like, you know, like my way is my way, right? And so I think that that's one of the in in, in my work with people. That's the the one thing that I see that really gets in the way of this. It's like we kind of look outside ourselves to look what to see what play is. When if you go back to what we said at the beginning of the show, which is that your play instinct is the strongest instinct you have as a child, it is there, it is in you, and it, you know, it, it pretty much we had to have it beat out of us for us to not really, you know, um, still have it to still have it be part of us. And well, so and it, I would love you to, to actually talk about, you know, because. The we have a book. Um, it's called Play by Stuart Brown, <clears throat> and it's all about the science of play and how it shapes the brain um, and opens your imagination and really, basically, just create. You know what he says? It, it, it invigorates your soul. So um, I'd love to. I mean, we're going to go on break here, um, but I'd love to when we get back to talk about the elements of play that, um, like, kind of the spontaneity and. 
um, like playing for its own sake and all that kind of stuff to kind of help people um, go beyond, you know, what they're looking at others, to, what what's modeling as play or what they think is play. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so let's go on break. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back with a much more expansive definition um, or vision around play. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, life, and all things weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. That was an awesome sneeze, honey, on break. I really appreciate I would- that. <laughs> I was trying to get I took my headset and got it as far away from my mouth or from my face as I possibly could. I know. It's but, uh, she is uh, the yeah. most explosive sneezer of anybody I have ever met. 
It is so loud sometimes. I jump. I literally jump like a foot. So oh, I anyways. I people all the time. Like yes. I'm standing in line for something, right? And I big old sneeze comes out and everybody around me jumps about two feet off the floor. Just another benefit of living with Megan. Uh, I was loving the conversation in the chat room on break as we were talking about um, how we how we get into really big creation when we're in a play state. And so I asked the question in the chat room about how, how do you access play? What is your way? And we have everything from connecting with a friend, funny videos, dance videos, um, dancing, music, um, and I think that's a super great question because I think what I realized for myself and in working with people is that generally that there's certain doors that click, that turn the play button on for us. And I mm -hmm. think it's super, I think it's a great question to ask is like, where's my play button? <laughs> mm -hmm. Where do I where do I push it? Where do I push play? You know, and mm -hmm. like um, to to see what that is. You know, and if it's a if it is connecting with a friend, if it is music, if it is drawing, if it's um, you know going for a walk in nature, like to, you know, like you did yesterday and saw the new baby deers. Like I think that's such a a very um, a very uh, what's the word I want to use? The, a very sweet way that you play is mm -hmm. when you go connect with nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it helps me to feel childlike. It actually, like, I mean, they were brand new baby deer with all their spots on them. They couldn't even really walk or run yet. There was twins, little twin little babies with their mama yesterday. And it just makes me melt, right? So then I get into this very almost like young energy that um, that, like, feels really playful and I like dance all the way home you know I like um it I I that's a way that I access my play but um but I wanted you to talk about before we go on to that I wanted you to talk about kind of the elements of play so that we could kind of expand the the definition or the energy of what play is well um one of the biggest things that I that um a way that play is really defined it scientifically is anything that is done spontaneously for its own sake mm -hmm. so that there's not this sort of, oh, if you're doing something to get something. And I think as I'm saying this right now, I realize that that's um, part of why I don't play as much in my, in my business, in my work. I play as a coach and as a facilitator. I absolutely play on that side of my business. But I have and I haven't always played on the logistical side of my business very much, and I think it's because there's this sort of should there and an outcome based thing. So it's like anything we do spontaneously for its own sake has an element of play to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and in the book play, they talk about different kind of personalities around types around play. Um, that there's kind of the traditional joker, which you think of as like playful, right? Kind of the um, 
that the play around revolves around nonsense, you know, or like um, practical jokes or whatever. But there's lots of other different types of um, play personalities. Like there's um, people who play much more with their body, like they're the kinesthetic um, type of players. You know, they might do dance or, you know, or um, play sports or whatever. Um, it's like where competition isn't really the focus. It's just um, this uh, game is an outlet for their physical um, play, their body. Um, there's also the explorers, which are like the ones that are wanting to explore the world. And um, so they're, they're, they, it opens up their creativity and their imagination. Like Richard Branson is a really good example of an explorer, that type of person that plays that way. Um, so, you know, and then you kind of have more traditional types of players like the, the competitor where, you know, it's a, like the basketball or the football or the baseball or whatever. Um, so there's lots of different personality types around play. And, um, you know, for me, I've found that I have different ones that come out at different times. Like I never considered myself very creative. So there's an artist or a creator type of um, personality um, around play, you know, where they find joy or play in creating things, you know, like painting and pottery and sculpture and all that kind of stuff, you know, really um, even knitting and stuff like that. Sewing or gardening is this part of this um, category. Um, and I never thought I was that way, but it's like, actually, that's another thing, Megan, that you, you love to try new things. So, um, I kind of get on board with you a lot, right? And I'll, I'll be like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll try that one, you know? And, um, and so, you know, we went into a whole painting, a few months of painting where we were like doing chalk and all this kind of stuff like painting and having painting parties with dancing and uh, wine and all this stuff. Right. So, um, so, you know, I bring these up so that you can really start to identify kind of the expanded um, place of play and that we all have um, uh, different aspects of us that want to come through um, you know, like another one that they indicate in the book is the storyteller, which I think is an awesome because you know those people that love to tell a story. Um, I have a lot of um, storytellers in my family, like my siblings, and when we get together, they tell stories, and it is so fun. We laugh our butts off, and it is so playful. That's the, their way of really being playful and tuning into that energy of going with the flow, and a lot of times, like, it's so spontaneous um, and it's oh so fun, right? So that's also another um, area. Um, there's people that collect things um, for play, you know, like they're they're the ones that are collecting the coins or the antiques or, you know, like Jay Leno is a really famous for his car collection. It's fun for him. It's playful for him to um, to do that, right? So when we're we're talking about play i think we have sometimes this idea of what play is you know whether it's like joking or whether it's like rough and tumble play like a kid does um but it's it can be super super expansive and i i want you guys to all kind of try on um what are aspects of play that maybe you haven't identified or haven't explored in you that are wanting to come out mm -hmm. and i also think 
like, it's funny because when a lot of people, they come to me to do play recovery, they don't actually know that oftentimes when they're hiring me. <laughs> um, and I I kind of feel sad as they're hiring me because I, like, I know that that's what they're there for and it's going to make them very <laughs> uncomfortable at the same time. And um, it, but, the, but the thing is, is that um, in that... Uh, um, it, it really is about like accessing our being and and it's like for me it's like when we're at play we're in communion with the universe that is the quickest way to being is play and in play we have access to everything and so it's really funny because i have to lead these clients i have to give them really good reasons to play Right. And I, I realized as we were talking, hon, is that we haven't really gone too deeply into sort of the why of play. I think a lot of people who are in our community and stuff, they get it and they actually are in my community because there's so much permission to play and be themselves. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. like for a lot of people, they need the good reason. And uh -huh. the, the great th the great thing is, is there's a ton of scientific evidence now about like, that people that play have higher health, um, they they have less occurrence of Alzheimer's, like on and on and on and on and on. It's like there's a ton of amazing reasons to playing. For me, um, it gives me access. It 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 has me engage in a conversation with the universe and with the molecules and with creation and with magic. And it's like it's just this whole universe that just goes. To me, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. that's why, if I have to have a why, that's it. But I just like, I, there, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than in mm -hmm. play. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love what you said about engagement, because I think that's actually what we talked about even last week when we were creating this show, is that um, when we're in a playful energy it gives us access to in of uh, like full engagement of us. We're like engaged in our world, in our life, with our body, with other people. And that's really what we're after, people, is to be fully engaged, to be present, to be in an expansive, um, playful state of being. Um, and that full engagement feels amazing it feels awesome it feels expansive it feels um you know like like you said you don't actually want to be anywhere else right because of what it gives you what it gives you in 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 your being the the number one thing one of the big things that occurs in play is we drop self-consciousness. And this is true, like, with studies with kids and stuff, too. Like, when uh, it's true of adults, it's true of kids. When we are in play, we drop our self-consciousness. We mm -hmm. drop going, oh, who am I? How do I look? And it's like, you know, instead of, oh, like, you're at the beach, right? And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, how's everybody looking at me? Oh, oh, well, I've gained a few pounds and probably everybody knows it, you know. But if you, like, jump into the water and you start splashing around or playing volleyball or whatever, like, that just goes away. And mm -hmm. it allows us to be in a state of allowance and being and creation in a way that nothing else does. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say, like, for us, like, um, I feel like that we play a lot in our relationship, like, and the and that we have kind of key components of play that are the foundation of how we connect in with each other and how we love each other. So, you know, our first weekend together, we created voices and we spent like hours doing voices, characters. And so that's kind of a way that we play together a lot. Like we were just in Texas this last weekend for a wedding and both of us could not get out of our Texas Southern accent, right? Um, and, <laughs> well, so, and I was, you know, I was officiating the wedding, and by the time it was time to like do their vows, I'm like, well, should we get these people hitched? So <laughs> we get these people hitched. You know, I mean, it is hot as hell. It is like 97 degrees with 60% humidity. We are like literally, you know, sweating it out. Um, but we are laughing our butts off. You know, because we're in this state of play. We're, we're like at Walmart, you know, like trying to get us some supplies for the wedding. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> like I haven't been in Walmart in 20 years, right? So, yeah. um, yeah. So, you know, like play is for us those that character play is such a fundamental part of our relationship and creates so much expansiveness and joy and laughter for us and keeps us together like we'll be in fights sometimes and um and our characters will come out and then immediately the argument or the you know that constriction energy is gone and we're laughing and we can't help it you know so um, so I think it also start paying attention to in your relationships um, what part of play um, could you develop or could you be more aware of that is kind of a fundamental piece of that and create so much joy and feeling good in your world. I just had this great um, pithy quote come to my mind. Let's see if I could get it out. It's like play shatters the heaviness of the lies we've bought that are not us. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's like anything, anything that we're trying to undo or shift or clear or whatever, like get through to the other side, like play will get us there. Because play mm-hmm. doesn't allow us to take ourselves seriously. Play doesn't allow us to be self-conscious. Play doesn't allow us to be in conclusion and judgment. The the mm-hmm. very essence of play is curiosity. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like when we're when we're curious, when we're in question, and we have access to everything. I mean, and I think like Keisha is like my uh partner in philosophy today. She says, "What if we are the universe playing?" Or how does she say that? Um where is it? Where to go? Oh, that what if we are the universe at play? Yes. It's, she what says, if we what are the is, universe Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, woo! <laughs> uh-huh. Right? What if we are? That's and, what if, and what if when we're being serious, stodgy old sticks in the mud, that we're not allowing the universe through us? What if mm-hmm. we're like preventing the universe from actually expressing itself by being so damn serious? Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Yeah. I mean, we actually, when we're in other cities, we kind of make fun of serious people, like the business people that are walking down the streets, you know, and they have things to do and they're busy and they're all in their head. We're like walking around like in between workshops or at lunch or something. And we kind of like get silly about them and be like, ooh, look at that one. It's so, so serious. <laughs> I'm very important. I have a very important job, and I make lots of money, and I'm and and, and I am very high position in my company, and I look like this, and I talk like this, and I hardly ever change at all, except for when I have had five tequilas. <laughs> I have no idea who that was. I guess that's my businessman persona. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, darling. Well, on that note, let's go to our break, okay? You're you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we're getting weird over here. So we'll be back in a minute. (laughs) Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And... Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with your crazy hosts, Megan and Suzanne on A to Z FM. Welcome back. If you've made it this far, I'm guessing that um, you are into the play game. You want to know more. Would you say that, sweet, mm-hmm. that they're still with us? I would say, yes, if they haven't just totally like turned it off and gone back to their serious business. <laughs> um <laughs> I love one of our producers, um, Christine, said in the chat room, the universe is constantly birthing ideas, creations, new plants, flowers, weeds, insects, everything. So the universe is constantly having sex and playing. So do we massively cut off creation when we cut off play? Mm -hmm. So everywhere you're cutting off your creation by cutting off your play, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Thank you for that um, addition, Christine. That really, that feels really true to me. That feels really expansive. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and apparently she's going to have sex now. So um, I don't know if she'll still be producing our show. I don't know. We still have 10 minutes. Maybe she'll be back. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Cool. Okay. But you know what? I really I really want to talk to the people about like if play is not natural, like if play doesn't if play feels kind of hard, if you're kind of like scratching your head going, Yeah, I mean I see your point about play, but I don't know really how to get there. Um, I'd like to talk more about how to open that up in you. Um, because that's definitely where I was, you know, before I met Megan, I was serious pretty much 24 hours a day like there was a there were I mean like I laughed and like I would kind of like um do quote fun things in my life um but I was not I didn't have an energy of play in my everyday and I didn't go around in my world feeling light and curious and playful so um for me like the first thing that was required is that I actually gave myself permission to be playful I let go of the idea that being playful was being irresponsible. Um, Ooh, and We should do a clearing um, on that. Yeah. So everywhere that, um, yeah, you say it, darling. You. <laughs> so um, everywhere that you've decided or you've taken on the point of view that if you are playful that you're irresponsible, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Well, I have everywhere. This... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, darling. Um, I was going to say, and in any lifetime, in any generational patterns or biomimetic mimicking around that it's irresponsible to be playful, that then mouths aren't fed, um, that work doesn't get done if you're playful. Could we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what if actually being in a playful state could create more productivity for you, could actually support you in getting more work done? That's something that I remind myself a lot about when I get super serious about being overwhelmed with my workload, is if I actually had creativity and lightness and play energy while I was doing it, that I could actually get a shit ton more done. <laughs> so, um, 
So, yeah, like give yourself permission um, to be playful and also to be a beginner. Like for me, it was really intimidating because Megan had been playing with characters for years. It was really intimidating for me to create characters or to actually even go there um, because it felt vulnerable. I felt like I was going to really suck at it. Um, and so there is a vulnerability to sometimes being in a playful state. Um, so give your per- yourself permission to not be good at it, you know, to kind of like maybe even suck at it and to um, have that not be so, you know, intense or so <clears throat> serious, right? We're like so afraid of failure that we won't try, you know, new sports or we won't try new activities or we won't like tell a joke you know, something as simple as telling a joke we won't do because it feels vulnerable and we might suck at it, right? So um, so allowing yourself to be a beginner um, was really, really important for me. Um, surrounding yourself with people who are fun, um, who know how to do that um, so that you can uh, be in that energy, right? Um, and, and really, like, nourish it. Like... Um, do something playful, even if it's just on your own. Try on play and try on different kinds of play. Um, like those are some of the things that I chose when I when I really started stepping into um, being more playful in my world. Mm-hmm. I think also with the – I love the tools, the clearing statement from Access Consciousness because what I noticed – is that in my workshops and things like that, is that people actually come to play, but they have so much stuff on it. When I, I did a um, a program several years ago called Play Your Way to Money, and I the money part was easy. The play part is where people had all this shit come up. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? You know, it's like people have, their play button's been broke. You know, and so, like, just, you know, like, if you know this is an issue for you, just, okay, everything that doesn't allow me to play, every all the decisions I made about play, um, all the conclusions I have about play that they're not, let me uncreate and destroy that now. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, boy, shorts, and man. So, like, actively start clearing the heaviness and the lies that you've bought about play and all of the points of view that you've taken on from others about it and pot and pock that stuff. Like, I didn't tell you this, hun, but I, I've been listening to this call, this wealth call of Glenice Hughes in the last couple of days, and she's asking the question, like, you know, why can't you have, like, real wealth, like millions of dollars? And it's funny because I know that I can play my way to money, but I realize that I my the thing that came up is that I'm too silly to be really wealthy because the really wealthy <laughs> people are very serious and they're very structured. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So there's like, I, I mean, there's just so many constructs that we have around play that have us choose out of it over and over again. But, you know, in my opinion, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but, like, I really believe that um, play has been made a wrongness because when people are at play, they're completely uncontrollable, (laughs) right? If you play Mm -hmm. too much at work, if you get too far out of your cubicle at work, you're uncontrollable. Right. And it's like and I also think that it's not just plays out in society, but it plays out internally. Right. It's like we we are trying so hard to control ourselves that we won't let ourselves play. So everywhere Mm -hmm. you have made control the goal and play the redheaded step, the 
redheaded stepchild. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And everywhere that you are um, strangling yourself in control rather than being the playful genius creator you truly be, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. And it's funny because in our, you've seen my workshops, hon, like because I have such a space of permission for play that it's mm-hmm. just, I can't, I, I have no idea. I have no control over the group and most facilitators aren't willing to have <laughs> that little of control, right? And it would like freak him out, but I just have this big space, but it also brings huge stuff up for people. It brings them up against feeling out of control and danger and all these other things. Um, and so there's a lot of clearing and movement to be done to sort of reclaim that natural state of play sometimes. Yeah, yeah really but the thing is, choice at the end of the day. Yes, but the thing is, what I love about your workshops is play actually transforms you so easily, right? Like, it it changes you. Like, when you're playing through the heavy energy, it is actually making so much radical change and transformation. Um, It's nuts. So it's like, yes, you can scream and, you know, throw like rocks and, you know, whatever, and like pound pillows and like be all intense in your transformation. And sometimes that's required. But how often could you actually laugh through your pain? How often could you actually laugh through the constriction and create so much more transformation that way? And that's what I love about your workshops. Anything, any coaching that you do, any workshops that you do, um, there's always an element of play and it actually helps people to move through it so much easier and um, and it feels so great. And I think that's what we love about um, Dane, Dr. Dane. Uh, here that we go to a lot of his workshops and stuff, but he is a nut job on the stage. He is running around. He's like a little kid. He's playing throughout the whole process. And we laugh and we cry and we clear and we get through our stuff in a much more easeful and fun way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because people go, I was just sitting there laughing and the next thing I knew my whole life was changed. And that's a mm-hmm. that's a feedback I get from my work a lot. And that is the power of play is that when we're in play and we're fully engaged, we're not using it as a mask like someone just talked about in the chat room, then everything becomes possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So try it on, folks, and we'll be back next week. We'll be oh. in Rome next week. Yes, and- we're going to be live. Yes, we're going to be live in Rome, and we're going to be talking about magic. And so you will want to come and check it out next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Have a great week, everybody. But whatever you do, don't play. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.